Hi, this is Christian Kuhn of Urban Village Church in Chicago. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I am um, in my basement recording this as I normally am, but am also hibernating with the weather hitting us today in Chicago. We were supposed to get several inches of snow, so I hope that everything is, uh, that you are keeping safe wherever you are and listening. We are still in Advent, and we are continuing our sermon series talking about uh, saying yes and what does that mean during this season and looking at different individuals in the well-known Christmas story and how they said yes. Last week, we took a look at God saying yes to us, and today we're going to take a look at Mary and her saying yes. So let's take a look at the passage that we'll be reading today. This comes from the Gospel of Luke. This is the first chapter, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Don't, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great. And he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. May God's blessing be on the hearing and living out of this word. So I came across a TED Talk the other day. The TED Talks, probably many of you know, those about 20-minute presentations done all over the world on all kinds of different topics. And this one was a talk given by Shonda Rhimes, the creator, producer, writer of numerous television shows, including Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, and How to Get Away with Murder. She is, no doubt, one of the most powerful people in show business. In fact, The Hollywood Reporter recently listed its top 100 most powerful people in Hollywood. Shonda was number 12, one behind Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, and one ahead of Oprah, interestingly. The topic of her talk, though, had to do with saying yes. Specifically, specifically, she said that she decided a few years ago for a year that she was going to say yes to everything. Now, at first, when I heard this, I figured she's so busy. I thought she was already saying yes to everything. But in her talk, she said that she had started to become burned out, understandably, by doing everything, by working so much. And so saying yes to everything also meant saying yes to her children. So if she was late for work or felt a huge desire to get to the office, if one of her daughters said, mommy, would you play? Because this was the year of saying yes, she said, Shonda said yes. And she discovered that saying yes to everything meant that she actually started setting more boundaries around her life because she was saying yes to play, yes to rest. This is a quote from her from the TED Talk. Anytime my child asks me to play, I will say yes. I make it a firm rule for one reason, to give myself permission 
to free me from all of my workaholic guilt. I said yes to less work and more play, and somehow I still run my world. I find this really interesting. I found this talk really interesting because normally when we talk about setting better boundaries for ourselves, we talk about saying no to things, which can be true. So saying yes and saying no are obviously some of the most important answers any of us will give. Think about the questions that many people in your own life have asked you over the years and you have to answer yes or no. Sometimes these questions are trivial, somewhat small, like, do you want fries with that? Sometimes they're big. Will you marry me? Will you forgive me? And we have to make these decisions. Do I say yes or do I say no? So as I noted earlier, this is what we've been reflecting on during this Advent season, taking a look at the familiar stories and seeing who had to answer a yes or no question and how did they respond. And today, how do we respond to God's calling to us in our own lives? Well, today we talk or look at Mary and the decision she had to make when visited by the angel Gabriel. We were introduced to Gabriel last Sunday, last week, when we looked at his visit to Zechariah. The world of Zechariah and the world of Mary could not be more different. Zechariah was an older man, a priest, righteous man. He and his wife had been desiring a baby for years and years and years. Mary was very young, most scholars believe probably an early teen, Certainly was, even though she was betrothed, she was not looking to have a child at that time. And so we take a look today at the interaction between Gabriel and Mary. Now, can we talk about Mary for just a moment? And can we take her out of her etherealness? I thought of that word, and it is an actual word, etherealness, to take her out of the crash set that you may have in your home, this little Mary who looks so content and peaceful and holy. Let's take her out of that for a moment. And let's try to get rid of all of the images that we have of Mary in our minds. I googled Mary, mother of Jesus, this week, and the first two pictures I came across looked like Mary grew up in Sweden. She is so white in these pictures and so fair. Uh, Friends, Mary was not Swedish. She's, she was a Palestinian teen girl who would soon be on the run from the law. Take a look at Matthew chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. The authorities found out who Mary gave birth to, and they re- chased her. So let me say that again. She's a Palestinian teen girl who would soon be on the run from the law. Palestinian teen girl who would be on the run from the law. This is the one who would usher in the Son of the Most High. I emphasize these things because I think it's important to note that A, she's not white. She's not white. B, she's not in her 30s. She's not a respectable woman who took some time to decide and do family planning and figure out this is the time that we're going to have a child. And also, I think we need to reclaim her gender. Sometimes when we see Mary, I think it's almost we forget that she's a woman. And we need to reclaim that, particularly right now in our society, where this press, as this past presidential election kind of shone a light on the fact that women are still unbelievably objectified in our society, merely seen as objects to use and abuse for personal gain and satisfaction. 
This was brought to the forefront during this last election by the man who's now our president-elect. But it goes beyond just objectification to how they are treated microaggressions that women have in everyday life. I have a very good friend who is a consultant, and she works with a, a man, and they often will give presentations of making a pitch before a board or before a group. And she told me once that it's amazing how the men will always just look at her male uh, co-worker, her male business partner, and they won't look at her. Even though they're equal, they will always address their questions to the man. So it's these, and I'm sure there are many women today who will be nodding their heads like this happens all the time. And so can we claim Mary's gender? This is a woman, a young girl, actually. This is the one who will bring the Most High into the world. This is the one who will raise him, will teach him. This is the one who, for whom we give our thanks and praise, for whom the one who saves us, he was raised by a Palestinian teen girl who was on the run from the law. So, a little sidetrack about Mary. But here we have this offer that Gabriel gives to her. Now, if we believe in a God who offers free will, then even though the text doesn't explicitly say it, we can assume here and believe that Mary has a choice. But still, this is a big risk for Mary to say yes. This is not so obvious for her to just immediately say, oh, I can't wait. This is an amazing offer. I can't wait to do that. Because in her mind, maybe she was thinking through what would happen. The, verse 37, verse 37, after Gabriel has go through, goes through this laundry list, and I'll get to that in a minute, but at verse 37, Gabriel says, nothing will be impossible with God. And I always love and pay attention to the spaces in between the punctuation in these Bible verses. Here, between verse 37 and verse 38, we have a period, we have a space, we have a pause. This is literally a pregnant pause for Mary to go through in her mind what she is saying yes to. She is saying yes to the fact that there will be whispers. She is betrothed to a man, yes, but she is not yet married to him. So, in other words, being pregnant is not part of betrothal. And there will no doubt be whispers of people talking behind her back, perhaps more than whispers, people scoffing at her, because no doubt they believe that she is a scorned woman with a bad reputation. And also, as Mary is doing this thinking in her mind, the text doesn't tell us. The angel, Gabriel, doesn't say anything about, by the way, Joseph will be just fine with this, just fine with this. Now, we read elsewhere in the Gospel of Matthew that Joseph is also visited by an angel, but here, Mary doesn't know that. At least we don't read that in the text. So maybe she's also thinking in her mind that the whispers, but also, will Joseph stay with me? Will Joseph stay with me if I agree to this? This yes, this yes will entail huge risk, huge risk. But then in between verse 37 and verse 38, that space, that pause, we get her answer. First, she gives an acknowledgement of who she is. Here am I. And I love this response. This is like her kind of pulling up all of who she is in the world. Here am I. 
This is who I am, a servant of the Lord. I will stand up to the whispers. I will go through with this. And she says, let it be. Maybe a very, very modern translation would be bring it on. (laughs) Now, what helps Mary say yes? And that's where this, I mentioned the laundry list previous to her saying that. This are, these are the assurances that Gabriel gives to her. The Lord is with you. The angel says, do not be afraid, for you have found favor. And then Gabriel gives Mary instructions. This is what's going to happen. Gabriel allows for questions. Mary asks questions. Zechariah, older man, priest, righteous man, no allowance for questions there, perhaps because he should have known better. But here, Mary, there's questions are allowed. And then Gabriel says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And then also, Gabriel says, you will have a companion on the journey. Elizabeth will be with you. You will have community. And then Gabriel then gives her inspiration. Nothing will be impossible. What happens when you maybe sometimes sense that you have been given a question from God? How do you respond? What is your process for answering yes or no? And sometimes we have to say some of those things, or we do say those things. Sometimes we say no. But sometimes when we think about God might be leading us to a decision in our lives, whether big or small, that we have to say yes. What goes through our mind in that pause when we believe God has asked us a question Will you believe in me? Will you take this job? Will you follow me? Will you reach out to this person? Will you give grace to this other person? Will you fight for justice? All of these questions that God, I believe, asks us, and then the response is up to us. What will you say? Sometimes when uh, people find out what I do for a living, and I'm a church planter, and I've said this before, but sometimes you can tell they just want to ask the question, like, how does it happen? Like, how does it work? And uh, one of the first things that we do that first summer that we did anyway, is we did lots and lots of meetings with people, including with people we had no idea who they were. And so for me, that first summer that we were starting this new church, I found someone sent me this list. It was the top 30 leaders in Chicago. I can't remember who the organization was, but there was some organization that awarded the top 30 30 leaders under 30. So these are people who are doing significant things in various fields under the age of 30 in Chicago. And so I thought, great. I just started emailing these people. They didn't know who I was at all. I just started emailing them saying, you know, we're starting this church. Uh, I'm not here to convert you or anything. I just want to hear about Chicago. I want to hear about what you're doing. And I'm always surprised that people said yes to that. Not a handful of people did say yes to meetings. And one of them was a young woman named Alicia Gonzalez. At the time, um, Alicia was just starting out. So uh, her organization and mine, or Urban Village, are about the same age. She started about a year before we did. Uh, Alicia grew up in the Pilsen neighborhood. Uh, She's uh, Latina. And she uh, made it from the Pilsen neighborhood, went to Francis Parker, a a well-known, excellent school here in Chicago, and then went to Brown University, came back to Chicago and was working in Chicago. And she tells the story that she was on the board for a Latina all-girls high school in Little Village, the Little Village neighborhood. She was mentoring them. And she. this is about an an article that uh, featured Alicia. And she said, 
Um, she said she noticed all they wanted to do was be on the phone with their boyfriends. And she's thought, I, I want to get them just to run around the block. And she was able to do that. And she knew this is what I want to do to help promote physical fitness for the children of Chicago, which can lead to all kinds, of course, to well-being and uh, in, in these children and in youth. So she had a sense, this is what I want to do. So something was stirring in here to do something about this, to improve the physical fitness of children in Chicago. So she starts Googling this idea that she has. And at that same time, there was a, a family foundation that was trying to do kind of the same thing, to fight childhood obesity and to promote running. And she connected with them. And so it was the Pritzker Traubert Family Foundation. People in Chicago, I'm sure, have heard this. And so together, they launched this pilot program to get kids to run for 15 minutes a day. And at the time, Penny Pritzker said, what's your goal? And Alicia said, I want all 12 schools that are in our pilot program to say they want the program next year. Today, this organization, Chicago Run, serves 14,000 students in 40 Chicago public schools and 28 diverse neighborhoods across the city. In the spring, they'll serve another 3,000 students in several new schools. 84 of their participants qualify for federal free reduced lunch programs and have limited opportunities for physical activity and, and play. And I've stayed in touch with Alicia over the years. And this week I sent her a message and asked her about that, about what was it that made you say yes to this something that was stirring within you? What made you say yes to try to believe, I want to start this organization? What was it that made her say yes to teaming up and, and to doing these things? And I also asked her, what scared you? What scared you in doing that? Because saying yes entails risk. And she said at first, she said, what scared me was ensuring that our programs were effective and that the community was receptive and supportive. And it was interesting in that not only did she say yes to the Pritzker Traubert Foundation, but she kept saying yes and asking the questions and getting a sense of saying yes to the people that she served. She talked about that sometimes she wanted to make sure that she was offering programs that met their needs, not what she thought that her board thought met their needs. And she got some pushback on that, but she kept saying, no, we need to listen to the people and say yes to them. And I asked her if God played a role in this and giving her assurance for that. And she, she acknowledged that she said she's not sure she has a higher power, she describes it. And this has helped her, helped her tremendously. She says, I get down on my knees every morning and ask to lead with humility, love, and integrity. I'm inspired by Alicia and her willingness to say yes to this voice inside her that was asking her to have an impact on the city, to help fight childhood obesity, to promote fitness among children, which of course will hopefully lead to healthier lifestyles in more ways than one. I'm inspired not only as she said yes to this little voice within her, but she says yes to the people that she serves, the people that she serves, and she says yes every morning, getting comfort and strength, knowing that she's not alone in this. Friends, I believe that God asks us that God calls out to you and to me 
every single day, and every single day when we wake up, that we are called to say yes to God. Now, it's not always going to be that jump out of bed, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed saying, I can't wait to say yes to God today, because sometimes we're not at that place. And sometimes we know that saying yes to God will probably lead us to take risks. It may lead us to be in conflict. It may lead us to be on the outs with our loved ones. You don't have to read very far in the Gospels to know that that happened time and time again. When the disciples said yes to Jesus, often they were castigated, cast out from their families. So saying yes to God is not like running into a big old warm hug with a side of cocoa and marshmallows waiting for you. You know, there's maybe a part of that for you, but it's also a lot more and it entails some risk. And so is God asking you a question in your life today? And are you feeling some fear about that? Are you thinking, do I take that risk? Friends, let Mary be your inspiration. Let these other women that I have lifted up this week, like as vastly famous and powerful as Shonda Rhimes or as someone in Chicago making a difference like Alicia Gonzalez or think about the women perhaps in your own life who have said yes to God and who have inspired you. I think about the women at Urban Village, some of whom had said yes to God's call and I'm inspired by them too. God is calling you to say yes, asking you that question. Look to these women. Look to God who promised to always be with us, who promised that nothing is impossible, who makes these promises to always be with us, and then let us say yes and see what a difference it makes and that we can make in our world. Amen. Friends, Thank you for listening. I want to make a quick plug for those of you who listen to this podcast. We are in a season where we are asking for financial commitments to Urban Village next year. And so if you get anything at all from this podcast, I would ask you to consider um, either making a financial gift or making a pledge to Urban Village next year. Every little bit helps. If you just give five bucks a month, that's awesome. And you can go to urbanvillagechurch.org backslash give. That helps keep us going. It helps me do these podcasts, which I hope are helpful for you. So if you have not yet done that, really, really encourage you to do so. That would be a really a huge gift to us. So uh, thank you for listening. As always, you can reach out to me, Chris at urbanvillagechurch.org is my email address, Twitter at Christian Kuhn. Always happy to connect with you. And so, uh, as you go into this new week, know that God says yes to us every single day. And may we draw peace and comfort from that promise.